0: Everyone. Today I'm releasing a short bonus episode with Nora McInerney, who's the host of podcast Terrible Thanks for Asking, and the author of several books, including No Happy Endings, a memoir. Nora was in town, and my podcast with her, which you should listen to, has already come out, but I didn't get a chance to meet her in person. So today she came over and we talked about her nonprofit called Still Kickin', which I wanted to hear more about, which she founded after her husband uh, passed away. And so I hope you enjoy our little talk. Um, I was so inspired by Still Kickin'. I'm definitely going to be donating uh, to help other families who are going through these horrible things in their lives. Anyway, Enjoy. Hi. So I'm here with Nora McInerney, the author of No Happy Endings, the host of Terrible Thanks for Asking and All Around Rockstar. And we're talking today about Nora's nonprofit, Still Kickin', which she launched after her husband, Aaron, passed away. Yeah. So, so I wanted to hear a little more about that because we already have a podcast about her writing.
1: We do, which I which mean,
0: was great. Thank
1: you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Still Kickin' is a retail based nonprofit, which means we, we primarily are a retail company. We sell these shirts and many other. Items, most of them say still kicking, which is the shirt that you're holding, this Kelly Green shirt with weathered-looking letters that's a tracing of Aaron's favorite shirt. And Aaron, is that my phone? Oh, no, it's your phone.
0: Oh, it's just going to be one of those days. <laughs> I'm just going to have a day like this. I woke up, and I had a feeling I was going to have a day like this. Honestly,
1: this is perfect. This so, is so yeah, perfect. That was my
0: phone vibrating while filming, Amazing. Okay.
1: <laughs> it really is perfect. <laughs> Lest you think anything can go right. One time, I was <sighs> Man, on stage with my iPad, which is how I like read the script for Terrible Things for Asking live, and one of the kids Facetimed me. I was like, No! <laughs> like, what are you doing? like? It's like, how did I forget to turn off like that? I don't know. Yep. So that's perfect. That's wonderful. Yeah. Just showing you how unprofessional I can be. Look. I think this is very professional. <laughs> yeah. This is the reality of being a professional who also has a life, which is that it's going to be, I mean, some days are just better than others. Some days are neater than others. Okay.
0: I'm okay. waiting for my daughter to come in post tantrum. I love like, that. Kick will that, door. that door's the door's going to Yeah, the thing will fly, fly over. So just wait for
1: that. I can't wait. <laughs> I love other people's kids' tantrums are nothing to me. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yeah, you doing okay. My kids' tantrums, I'm like, the the stress like just shoots out of my head and I'm like what is wrong with you? Totally. So I will I'll take that tantrum yeah if you okay. want if you, you want tag take- me in I'll go up there I'll handle that tantrum and she would probably love that she'd be like there's a strict woman in my house
0: yeah well she it would get it would jolt her right out of that tantrum
1: you're like any time you misbehave this yeah. giant Midwestern woman. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of go into your room and ask you questions about your feelings, honey. I have to say, you
0: talk about your height so much that I was expecting, like, someone just so tall yeah. that I wouldn't even, like, I was like, what shoes could I possibly wear to meet her when I met you the other night?
1: Anyway, but you're, yeah. like, just a normal tall person. I think so. Yeah, I'm, like, six feet. But, I mean, some people are, like, literally shocked by that. So I present it before we meet Thank you. in real life so that people aren't, like, honestly, sometimes people are, like, like, start, <laughs> like physically start. It happens when I, like, walk in New York. Like, people will be like, oh, God. Like, okay. <laughs> at an airport, a little boy, like, looked up and he goes, oh, sorry, sir. <laughs> Looks up and is like, you're just very big. I was, like, I was like, I know. That's okay. It's <laughs> like, also, that was very polite. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, sir. No one's apologizing to me. Yeah. Yeah. They'll just knock me over. Whatever. I know. I know. What were we talking about? Um, My train of thought is. It's a
0: retail nonprofit.
1: There we go. So, Kelly Green shirt. Kelly Green shirt. Actual stitching. Yes. That's the first thing that we ever made. Aaron had been wearing this shirt. It was, he had, okay, so in my basement, Aaron died in 2014, I have three giant bins like giant, not just the normal sized Tupperware bin, the giant extended, like yeah. bigger than my Body arm bag. span. Yeah. yeah, filled with t-shirts. T-shirts that have been, like, I have them all cataloged in a Google document. I have them all, like, wow. you know, air, like, yeah, you know uh-huh. what I mean, um, right? I'm going to do the symbol. I get it. When yeah, vacuum sealed. Thank That's you. That's it. Yes, okay. yes, yes. They're all put away. They're saved for Ralph and even the big kids if they want them when they get a little bit older. But Aaron loved T-shirts. He had— So they were his T-shirts. His T-shirts. He had filled our dresser with T-shirts. When I moved in with him, he was like, you can have, like— Six hangers <laughs> and that's and that's about it but he had t-shirts that he cared about a lot that I was not allowed to borrow and the still kick in one was one of those t-shirts it was it's so thin he had bought it at a secondhand store when he was young and healthy and he wore it ironically like in the heyday of ironic shirts which you know I think is coming back honestly which is sort of weird everything comes back but the the early 2000s, you know, wearing ironic t-shirts from thrift stores and still kicking was one of them. The one that the original one is clearly handmade for somebody's grandpa's 100th birthday or something. It is it is really, really, it's sweet. And he was wearing that the day that he had a seizure, which is the day that we found out that he had a brain tumor. And we thought that was so funny. Like I remember walking into the ER and he was like, hey, like pointing at his shirt. and like, that's great. What a shirt. What a great shirt. Like, let's bust you out of here. But it turns out it was really serious what was happening to him. And we didn't know. We were just so oblivious. So this was Aaron's idea. All of it was Aaron's idea. Almost right away when he found out he had cancer, he was like, I want to recreate this shirt. I want to sell it. And I want to give the money to people who really need it. We had amazing insurance. And still, it was really hard for us. To make it through financially. And most Americans don't have $500 saved for an emergency. And emergencies are way more than $500 typically. So these things that can destroy you physically might first destroy you financially and therefore also emotionally. Money is tied up in so many things. And Aaron didn't have life insurance. He was 31 when he got sick. We weren't married. And we had this whole community of internet strangers and friends and family who made us a safety net. I was never going to really hit the ground. And not everybody has that. I I got this money, which was Aaron's salary for a year, and I could pay off all of his medical debt and I could, you know, survive for a little while without working. And I would, at night. Spend a lot of time clicking through like different GoFundmes, different, you know, all these fundraising sites, and I would see all these people whose network was completely tapped out, who couldn't tap their network to pool eight hundred dollars together, and I would just get drunk and go and fill those. So Um, nice. It was very nice. The money went very quickly, and I probably should have saved more of it for like my life, but. But it felt like it felt to me like I didn't deserve it and I didn't need it the way some other people needed it. And I had to, I had to do something. Aaron had always wanted to turn this ironic t-shirt into something that could help other people. We knew even before he died how lucky we were. We would go to the hospital and look around and think like, oh, we're the lucky ones. Like Aaron has stage four incurable brain cancer and we are doing better than everyone in this waiting room. And that was, you know, that was 2011, 2012. The internet was a different place. The idea of making a shirt and selling it, that was, that was a good idea, right? Yeah. The implementation in 2012 was just hard. I mean, Squarespace wasn't a thing. Shopify was not as easy as it is now. We just didn't know like the idea of having inventory in our basement while we're, you know, doing chemo and radiation and having a baby, all these things, it just never happened. And right before Aaron died, we contacted Cotton Bureau, which is a wonderful print on demand site. It's really curated, right? They like they do design oriented stuff. so it's not like just anyone can throw a t-shirt up. And to have your shirt printed, you have to have a minimum of twelve orders. So I thought, okay, well, I, like there's six people in my immediate family. There's four in yours, And then maybe two of our friends will order one. And like, you know that'll that'll feel good, and you get half the money basically from the sales. And we sold like four hundred. Wow! It's there. The orders are only open for a two week period. It's like a pre order system. And then then they brought it back and we sold like eight hundred. And then they brought it back and we sold three thousand. Wow! Yeah, it was more orders than they had ever had. They didn't even know how did, to. Do did they have enough? Do you have enough days. shirts? Not at first. <laughs> they were like, "Oh God, how yeah. are we going to do this?" And Aaron died. And that idea was just sort of on hold Mm -hmm. for all the reasons that you can think of. And maybe four months, five months later, I turned in my first book. And Jay Finelli, who runs Cotton Bureau, a wonderful man, he had contacted me and he said, I will print this shirt a million times if you want me to, but this could be something more. And when you're ready for it to be something more, just tell me. I'll do whatever I can to help you. And he really meant it. And he really did. He gave us his printer, his warehouse. Wow. He, he showed us, like, their whole business model. And he was like, no, you go do it. You go do it with this design. And, and we did. And my friend Lindsay came over, and we made a website. And I made it in LLC. Not, not that hard to do, turns out. And, and we just started And we started with my friend who I'd met through the internet who also had a brain tumor, my friend Scott. And we just put it out there. We were like, if you buy a shirt, you will be supporting Scott. At the end of this month, we're going to give Scott and his family his four children. We're going to give them the money. So you buy a shirt, you help a person out. And I did not know if that would catch on. I didn't know if people would like really get it, but they did. And that first month we gave Scott, $1,000. Scott's family, $1,000. And then now we give people like almost $5,000 a month. Wow. Yeah. And then if we can, we do bonuses at the end of the year, too, for everybody. And every month we just pick a person, and they can be going through anything. It does not have to be cancer. It does not have to be brain cancer. And we, we give them a no-strings-attached financial grant. So... Whatever they want to spend it on, whatever they need to spend it on, that is their business. And do you, not to sound like yeah. a total skeptic, Yeah. do you meet the families? We have, like, they're nominated by somebody who cares about them. And then we, like, we do some, like, online research, basically. And then we talk to them. Yeah. I feel like you read in the post about oh, people yeah. who
0: are scamming. And
1: yeah, like yeah. how devastating that would be for somebody to go oh, and, like, steal that money. I know. And there are, I mean— I think that I I do take like a pretty generous approach to it or a surprisingly unskeptical approach to it for somebody who like knows just how crappy like life can be and how crappy like people can be. But I do think that there's something about sort of like the community that has been built around Still Kickin' that that just doesn't make me skeptical in that way, if that makes sense.
0: You should do on your site, well, this is like a huge thing, but you know how there's a donors choose. Have you heard of donors choose? Yeah, yeah. Where you support different classrooms yeah. for teaching mm-hmm. type projects, and obviously they're like scattered GoFundMe. Maybe this already yeah. exists, but like families, like a just for families who need yeah. support. do they have that already? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like an people, online marketplace. For, yeah. Oh yeah you yeah. You know what I mean? Like so I so you could go in and like let's say I have a particular attachment to. Breast cancer or something right. that I can see like, a family struggling with breast cancer. Right. They need X amount of money. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I go in and then...
1: Oh, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like direct. All right. Well, we'll yeah. start that on Direct the side. grants. There yeah. we go. Yeah. There's just a lot of... There's a lot of need, and a lot of it is tied to really specific causes. Right. And, and people do that really well, obviously. But. Yeah,
0: but you never see, you never get that satisfaction. Right. Like if I give to, I don't know, the BRCA1. Right. Or yeah. The, either breast, not that I don't like, yeah. not that that's not also important. Mm-hmm. It is for research and all mm-hmm. this stuff, but sometimes you don't get to interact. I think yeah. you have a direct, you get to see how rewarded and grateful and yeah. that your efforts are actually like making a big difference. Yeah. And that's different than
1: it is. Knowing intellectually they're
0: making a difference,
1: but not seeing it as much. It is. And when your life is completely falling apart, you have so much to do. Right. Like there's so much going on. And I remember people sending me links to like organizations that would help you like pay your bills and and you know, or this and that. And it required so much paperwork that I was like, I can't. No. Like yeah. I don't even know where I would find that stuff. Like I I right. don't know. No. Like I could see I, that being. Yeah. And so I want to make it as easy as possible for people who are like living in crisis mode to just get some relief because for a lot of families getting like $4,000, 5,000 is like a lot. Like that is a ton of money. That is that is enough to like pay a couple months of their mortgage and just get a little bit of breathing room, which is Wonderful! Like, that's all you need is just, like, a little bit of breathing room.
0: So do you have a list of families that you want to help?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of families that we want to help.
0: We have a lot of families. How many months
1: ahead do you have? Is that how you do it? Well, yeah, so it's it's not as if we have, like, the whole year planned out because we do want, like, to make it— More immediate. Right, yeah. 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 And we have, like, we have a whole committee. We have a whole committee that's dedicated to, like, reading those things, like, doing a selection based on, you know— I mean, a subjective, but also semi-objective sort of criteria of immediacy and need and sort of all like their own little formula of what it is. And then we have a separate fund that can meet smaller needs more immediately that basically we call like the Oprah fund, <laughs> you know, like the like, we'll take care of it kind of fund where maybe you don't need a huge grant, but like you need something right now. Mm-hmm. And so we have a fund that helps us do that and meet those more immediate needs in a quieter way where, you know, you're not the, you're not the still kicking hero of the month, but like, we can help you with that kind of relief.
0: So if there are people listening who think this is amazing Mm -hmm. the way I do and want to help, Maybe they don't need a t shirt. Yeah. Maybe what,
1: how can they help? You can sign up to be a still kick and sidekick, which is a monthly recurring donation, which is always helpful for any nonprofit that you believe in to have some sort of like recurring. Donation revenue is very, very helpful. Or you can make you can just make a big old donation. I'm not going to tell you like how much money to give. I'm really bad at like the money part or asking for it or anything like that. You can host a Still Kickin' event, which we we have a lot of them all over the country. So we have Still Kickin' sessions, which are basically like panel discussions about what it means to like survive in this world to be still kicking in a world where bad things happen and life is really hard. So we've done those based around, you know, finances, based around mental health, based around mindfulness. And we have like a panel of experts in their ticketed mm-hmm. events and and that money helps help support the organization. Or you can come to Minneapolis on July 15th <laughs> for our fourth birthday party at Bauhaus Brew Labs, which is very fun. So those are all the things I think. Awesome. And tell your website for Still Kickin, Kickin. Oh, it's stillkickin.co. Dot co. Dot co, Co. not dot com. Stillkickin.com is an old man's bluegrass band.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Maybe they should play at the party. I don't think so, because once they sent us an email and they were like, people are confusing our website for your website. And I was like, sorry. Yeah. I was like, I I don't know. Welcome to the internet, dude. I don't Like, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. Yeah, stillkickin.co.
0: All right, so quick and echo. Well, thanks for telling us more about it. And Thank um, you. it's so amazing what you're doing and helping
1: other people. And just your big heart is shining through, and it's amazing. (sighs) Love it. Thank you. It's like if you—I don't know. I, I didn't have, like, that pull towards, like, other people. Honestly, like, when I was in my 20s, I don't think anything ever, like, touched me emotionally, really. Like, I did not have, like, true empathy for anything. Like, either it was happening to me— I don't and, believe that, but okay. —and then I cared, you know, or or I felt pity. I could feel mm-hmm. bad for somebody, but I couldn't feel— it just felt like all of the world's problems were, like, too big. What could I possibly do? And the fundraiser that supported our family when Aaron died, the average amount that was donated was $20. Like, so people doing one small thing, like, added up to, like, basically saving my son and I. Like, we, we were— okay because of that money in a way that we definitely wouldn't have been or I would have been back at my cubicle like way before I was, you know mentally or emotionally ready to do that. and I probably would have gotten fired because I was not functional. And I don't know that that money, which I, I think to most people who who donated and moved on with their day, like they didn't even really, think about it, but I have, like, this very, very deep gratitude for all of those people because that was just a small thing that they did. Maybe they don't even remember doing it, and it truly saved us. So so all of the small things that you do, like, throughout the day, throughout your life, like, they really, really do, they do help people, and it is, the world's problems are too big for us to solve on our own. But I know that you can do very small, immediate things for people and that it affects them. It helps, so. I want to be a sidekick. I'm going to be a sidekick. Be a sidekick. Okay. Be a sidekick. You get some I mean, pretty cool stuff as a sidekick, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> but I know, I never need this stuff either, but like. No, I mean, I like
0: the stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying. We'll see. Yeah, that's that one. But you know,
1: like when you donate to public radio and they're like, if you donate now, you'll get get like, you'll get, oh, so many tote bags, or you'll get like a clock radio or something. I'm like, I don't need the clock radio. Like, I just, I appreciate the thing. I'll do it. But some people really need the thing. Yeah, the thing is nice too. The thing is nice. The thing is nice. It's nice. All right. right. Thank Thank you, you, (laughs) Zibi.